The two biggest things that I tell people in like why they should hire a coach is that, like figuring things out, like actual logistic things, pricing and just logistical things, and then confidence, like having the confidence mm -hmm. to then go forth and say, this is my pricing. These are the things that I'm booking, the end. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Attention established photographers. Does this sound like you? You've been doing this for a hot minute and you've got a calendar full of portraits and weddings to show for it. But you don't feel fulfilled by the work you're doing or the hours you're doing it in. You love photography, but damn, this industry can feel so overwhelming. You're beginning to realize why so many of your photog friends, and maybe you too, feel so burned out all the time. You're trying to build a unique business, but it feels like everyone is doing a version of the same thing and it's easy to get caught up in the comparison trap. You know you need to raise your prices, but that feels terrifying, not to mention just one piece of the puzzle. What if I told you I could help? I am so excited to be running the second cohort of my group coaching program, Rebrand, a 16-week group coaching experience for photographers who desire to offer brand photography so they can scale their income, work better hours, and run a business that feels like them. If you're a photographer who wants to embody your brand in a way that attracts dream clients, stop looking to other businesses to decide what comes next for yours, grow your confidence so you can show up as a branding authority, build a successful business strategy that considers your goals and priorities, make your mark in a new underserved niche of photography and stand out from competitors offering similar services for half the price, Rebrand is for you. Doors are now open for Rebrand and we start April 1st. I would love to see you inside. Go to maddiepashung.com rebrand for more information or to sign up for the cohort. That's maddiepashung.com rebrand. Oh, I am so excited about today's guest. Today I have Amanda on the podcast and Amanda is a brand photographer from Texas. And if you have ever like heard me speak in the last year or so, um, or even just talk to me in person and ask about coaching, you will know that Amanda was probably the first like super ideal coaching client that I've ever had. And there were many times that I would say to my business coach, like, I just, I just want to work with more Amanda. That's all I want. And she's really the reason that the program rebrand exists. Um, it's to help branding photographers, to help photographers who want to pivot to brand photography like Amanda, because I saw what we were able to do and um, how we were able to just affect some really amazing change in her business and make sure that she had time for her life outside of her business. And she's just been absolutely phenomenal to work with. And she's a person that is so fun to coach as well, because we will have a conversation and she just hits the ground running. Like she just, she's a go-getter. Um, and you will totally feel that energy on this call. So I'm so excited to bring Amanda on to take it personally today. I hope you enjoy listening. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. 
this feels like a long time coming. I'm really excited to finally be able to kind of sit down with you in this way and chat about the last couple of years of working together. Same. I'm excited. It's been so good. I'm so excited to talk about it. Yes. Okay. So I will first have you start us off with sharing your name, the name of your business, just what you do. So I'm Amanda. I own Art Creative Co. and Art Creative Space now and part of a coffee shop also. But I'm a brand photographer and we also offer brand video and studio and like I said, coffee shop. Yes. And you're based in? Sherman, Texas. So like an hour north of Dallas, if nobody knows where Sherman is. So Amanda and I have been coaching together since February of 2021. So I would love for you, Amanda, to talk a little bit about what had happened in your business that made you want to hire a coach. Like why was February of 2021, or I think we maybe connected at the end of 2020. Like why was that the time that you were like, okay, it's time. I want to hire somebody. Yeah. So I, I was a wedding and portrait photographer for six years before I started brands. So like 2015 through 2020 ish, I don't know, 2014, maybe, I don't know. It was six years. And then in 2020, some things happened and my partnership dissolved in um, that business. And I knew that I was exhausted and that I was staying up too late editing and working. And I was gone every weekend and I was doing all of this stuff that I didn't want to be doing. I have two boys and I'm a single mom and I homeschooled them. So I was like, okay, how can I give myself a leg up before I even start this business? And that I had never worked with a coach before. I'd never done any kind of like program or I'd never even been to a conference before 2021. And I, I knew that that was a thing. I wanted somebody who had gone before me so that they could like shepherd me. And I did not have to spend six years trying to figure out how to build a new business. So that's like, when I found you, I was like, yep, here she is. Okay. Shepherd me, show me the way. You had such an interesting perspective because you had built a very successful wedding photography business. And so I think some of that, I I guess I wonder if some of that, like almost hindsight of like having done it and recognizing like, this is hard and businesses take time to build and like recognizing that from your wedding business and being like, okay, let's see if we can like skip ahead a couple of years on the brand photography business. Coaching can really help with that. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what it was. And I remember sending a text to my then boyfriend, now fiance, I was texting him and I was like, I don't want to start from the ground up again. Like I am 30 years old and I like at the time I started my wedding photography business, I was not a single mom. And I was younger and I only had one kid. So it's, it's all different. And I wasn't homeschooling. (laughs) It's all different. And I knew that I didn't want to have to put in like the, you know, like the grueling, like up until three o'clock in the morning, hustle culture, like all of that stuff. I wanted to see if I could maybe find somebody who had done that before me. And because you had literally been a wedding photographer and then transitioned to brand photography, I was like, oh, she knows exactly how to do everything that I want to do. So yeah, I feel shaved years off of my rebuild. It's interesting that you mentioned like that, the hustle of starting a business, because I do think we've talked about this. Like, I think that there is a time and a place for that hustle. Like at the beginning of Mm -hmm. a business, a lot of the time you need to put in the late nights and you need to be working a, a lot of hours. And like, I remember 
um, the beginning of my business doing exactly that. But to your point, it was before I had kids. It was before, like I, my life was very different. And so then my life changed. And when your life changed and you were like, okay, I'm a single mom, I've got two kids, I'm homeschooling. Like it's no longer the time for hustle. I love that you recognized that because I think that there are a lot of, I, I see it so often in photographers and I'm sure you do too, who have been doing this for years and years and years and they're still in that hustle mentality and it's a recipe for burnout. Yeah. Yeah, really, really fast burnout. I mean, I was like, at the end of 2020, I was like, done. And I was like, cynical at weddings. I was like, I hate this. They're not in love. Like, it was just so bad. And that's because I was staying up until three o'clock in the morning, trying to pump blogs out, trying to edit, trying to do all of this stuff myself, and with my business partner. But like, we were working so hard. And I was missing every single soccer game and every single t-ball game and every single school event because my youngest was in kindergarten at the time, but just a whole thing. And I was over it. And I knew that I did not want to do that again. Like that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to rebuild and I'm going to take this time to really set this like really, really good foundation that I need before I jump in and hustle like I did. Because I literally could not have hustled the way that I did before while I'm homeschooling two kids. Like, there's just no way. Yeah, totally. So you kind of alluded to it, but what were, like, coming into working with a coach, what were some of your goals? Like, what were some of the things that you were like, I, you know, six months from now or a year from now, this needs to be different? Yeah, I wanted to, first of all, not hustle, like we talked about. And I knew that was like one of your biggest messages whenever on social media, whenever I found you, you were like, you don't have to like hustle like this. Like, you can be a mom and you can like do be a normal person and also run successful businesses. The other thing was like, I I wanted to be able to sustain my income. I'm a single income, like family person, whatever. I, I'm the sole provider for my family. And I wanted to be able to pay myself from my business. My goal was a year. So I, I sold half of my business, uh, the wedding photography business. I lived on that for a year and I had one year to get like going to where I could pay myself from this business. And I knew I could not do that without guidance. So in the time that we've been working together, what changes or even at, even in the beginning, like first couple of months, what changes did you see in your business? Oh my gosh. Well, my pricing. <laughs> I remember our first <laughs> conversation. Know, I, I forget that that's, that's a starting point with so many of my clients. And it's like the first thing that we attack. And so then I kind of forget about it, but we did like draft. Yeah. <laughs> I remember your face whenever I told you what I was charging. You were like, oh, oh no, 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 we're not doing that. We're fixing that right now before we do anything else. I think that wasn't even like, that was like the the call we did before we even started like actual coaching. Yeah. So pricing changed. I think I was, I think I was doing like 250 for a brand session, which is crazy. Cause that wasn't even my like pricing for, uh, for portrait sessions. Like I was, we were in the higher market for where we are in the DFW area. Um, and I just, you know, I was like, wanted to get out there and stuff. And you were like, no, 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 we're going to change that immediately. So, uh, we set really great goals of like only shooting one or two a month. And you like sat down with me and did all of my finance stuff. Like, this is what you need to make. This is how you need to make it. This is what you can shoot feasibly, like with childcare and stuff. And this is what 
you need that price to equal. Like we basically like backwards financed everything mm-hmm. to figure out like how to survive. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to do both with myself and with new clients, because I think so often photographers are in this um, energy of like feast or famine because you're so used to like inquiries being really crazy during certain times of the year and then super dead certain times of the year. And so what you end up doing is just like you take whatever you can get whenever it's coming to you, which again is a recipe for burnout. The cool thing about brand photography is that it's pretty consistent. Like you'll find peaks and valleys in your own business, but it's, it's pretty consistent. And so to be able to really look at your full year and be like, okay, I want to make $100,000 and that's $800 or $8,888 a month. And so that is this many sessions, like to kind Mm -hmm. of reverse engineer it, it it makes it so much easier to say, okay, actually I need to book like five sessions a month or whatever it is. And beyond that, like I can say no, I can say let's fit you in next month. I can say this isn't a good fit, you know, that gives you so much more freedom in your business. Yeah. And confidence, like knowing like, okay, I'm going into this month and I need to book two things. Like I'm confident in my marketing now because I know that I need to book two things. Or if I've already booked it, I'm like, I'm good. I've got this. Like we're, I don't need to hustle. Like I don't need to, you know, push really hard on Instagram or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's such a, it's such a good place to come back to because you and I talked about this at length this year, but you will have seasons where you're maybe making less money than you had been making or your uh, like inquiries are slower. Like that's it. Business has peaks and valleys. And so to be able to come back to the place of, I need to book two things. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I can yeah. do that. I can get two people to say yes to me. Like that feels so much more doable. And then you're more oh, confident yeah. that you can do it. Yep. Absolutely. That and like just confidence. Like it was the two biggest things that I tell people in like why they should hire a coach is that like figuring things out, like actual logistic things, pricing and just logistical things. And then confidence, like having the confidence Mm -hmm. to then go forth and say, this is my pricing. These are the things that I'm booking. The end. That's, that Mm -hmm. is all, especially like as a woman in business, especially, especially as a woman in business working with brands and commercial work. Cause like when you're working with a bride, they're like, we, I'm getting married. It's so fun. But when you're working with like commercial clients, like, I mean, we've, I've had men like male executive clients this year push back and I've had the confidence to be like, sorry, like I'm going to turn you down. You, It's not a good fit. And yeah. I did. And it was great. And that's only because you were like, no, <laughs> do not do this. Yeah, totally. To have the confidence to push back and to like stick with your boundaries and know, even, even if sometimes you have to, my coach always says, borrow the belief from someone else. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the time, if I'm kind of lacking in the belief, I will, bar- I will borrow quote hers. Um, yeah. Even if you're borrowing that belief from your coach of knowing, like I can say no to this and know that something better will come along or that something yep. just as good will come along. I think sometimes that's the hardest part. It's that mental game of being like, well, I can't say no because this is never going to happen again. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We, I mean, we had that play out like, like three or four times this year, I think where (laughs) it was, I was like, do I say no? Do I give them whatever they want? And you were like, it's, you just say no, it's fine. Just say no. Mm -hmm. And it worked out and it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's that 
is what you, you know, what you talked about earlier of having someone who has kind of gone before you. And even now with a few years of brand photography and previous, you know, wedding experience under your belt, I think that you start to understand that almost any time, I guess I won't say any time, but almost any time that you have that gut feeling of like, that's a boundary and I feel like I should stick to it, but maybe I won't. And like, you kind of let them get away with murder. Yeah. You end up paying for it. Like it ends up yeah. being so much worse. <laughs> Every time. When will I learn? Every time. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's like you look back and you're like, that was a red flag. Like, hello. Right. But it's so hard in the moment. And so having someone, whether that's a coach or just like someone in business that you can go to and be like, what should I do here? That's really helpful. Yes, absolutely. That's, that is like invaluable. Yeah. So I, I do want to spend some time today. I am just constantly amazed by you. You are constantly juggling so much. You're a single mom. You, I was putting together these notes and I was like, you own two businesses. And I'm like, wait, no, you own three businesses. <laughs> you own three businesses. You homeschool. Between you and your fiance, how many kids do you have? Five. Okay. We homeschool all of them. <laughs> and you've, you've had your fair share of setbacks out of left field, and a lot of them just in the last couple of years, a lot of people in your position may say, I don't have time for coaching. I don't have time to prioritize my business. And honestly, no one would think twice about that. Like if someone in a similar position were like, I don't have time, I'd be like, that's fine. You you actually don't. (laughs) Um, But you so often prioritize business but also while prioritizing your life, like you're so good about making space for all of the things that matter and really making sure that like at the end of the day, your kids come first. That's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. What has that balance looked like for you? I don't like that word, but you really make it seem like a balance. I I don't like that word either. Cause like, I I don't feel like it looks like this. I feel like sometimes it looks like this and sometimes it looks like this. I forget that nobody can see what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) Sometimes the scale is high, you know, like I'm, I'm prioritizing my kids way higher than my business. And then sometimes I'm prioritizing my business and my kids are like watching TV and eating Cheez-Its out of the couch, you know, like it, it's like a, it's a fine, uh, I guess balance. That's the only word there needs to be a better word word. Um, so I, the, when, when I hear people talk about like not having time for coaching, I'm like, you literally don't have time for coaching. So you need coaching. Like that yeah. is, yeah. You, you, if you don't have time for it, you need it because I cannot even like imagine my life without coaching, my business without coaching. Like I would not have opened a studio this year. I would not have like done it. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. I, I would mm-hmm. not have raised my prices. I would not be able to pay myself for my business currently. I have no idea where I'd I'd probably have an hourly job somewhere. Like, honestly, I have no clue. So if it's like a time issue, it's that's, I I didn't, I couldn't afford to not do coaching. If Mm. that makes sense. Um, And then just like the balance aspect of it. I try really hard to, because I went so long without going to soccer games and t-ball games and all of that stuff, I try really hard to prioritize all of that now. And I also am like on this weird journey of like slow intentional living and like baking sourdough and like having 11 chickens in my backyard and like doing all the things and homeschooling. (laughs) 
just because like I I am so drawn to that life and I always have been like very much more than like the hustle culture of like girl boss like wearing the power suit like vibe you know I like to read and I like to play mm-hmm. with my chickens and I like to collect eggs and clean out the you know all the all the things so that's an important part of my life that has kind of like leaked into my business and my business kind of leaks into my life but like balancing I mean outsourcing is a huge one which like mm-hmm. I feel like coaching is is kind of outsourcing because if I don't yeah. know something, I can box you and ask you instead of spending like hours trying to figure it out. That's your, I'm like outsourcing my brain, <laughs> like asking you questions. Um, but then outsourcing, like I outsourced my website copy this year and my emails this year and my editing and all of that stuff so that I can do everything else that I need to do. Does that yeah. answer the question? It totally does. Yeah. So so you kind of started to answer my next question too, which is wonderful. You mentioned outsourcing as like a way that you're able to do a lot of what you're able to do. What are some other tips who feel like for people, for someone who feels like her life is just this juggling act that she can't get on top of? Because quite frankly, I feel like that's a lot of women. Like it's probably the majority of us who feel like yeah. there's never enough time. I need more hours in the day. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that all the time too. Like there I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 82 things to get done today. Um, My biggest thing that helps me is I have a rhythm during the day, not a schedule. Like we have, and and really like it's a weekly rhythm rather than a daily rhythm. Like we don't do the same thing every single day. We have a weekly rhythm. Mondays we do this, Tuesdays we do this, Wednesdays we so on and so forth. And having it be like really flexible and really okay if you don't get things done, like it's a mental thing that is if you give yourself grace and uh, space to make a mistake or not get something done on your to-do list or whatever, you don't spend like 15 minutes of the day just like harping on yourself like, oh, I can't believe I didn't do this or I'm, I'm lazy or whatever. Like you don't spend the time on negative self-talk and instead you can be like, okay, well, I'm just going to move that over to tomorrow and that's fine. One of the things that I do also is I keep a planner. I have a planner on my phone and I have a planner, paper planner, and I have notes and a whiteboard and like all of the things because my life has to be so organized and I am not a naturally organized person (laughs) at all. I Mm -hmm. did not grow up organized at all. Like this is a thing that has been born out of necessity. I um, plan out my weeks and plan out my meals and plan out what days I'm going to clean things in my house, what days I'm going to do laundry, like all of that stuff to kind of stay on top of it. But yeah, my, my biggest advice for people who feel like they're juggling everything is to create a rhythm and Mm -hmm. give yourself grace and outsource (laughs) everything you possibly can. (laughs) I also love that you mentioned like, you're not a naturally organized person. Like there's so many things that I feel that way about in life or business. So like, I'm, I'm not naturally necessarily good at this. There are things that I'm naturally good at, but there's plenty that I'm not, but you can get better at them. You can flex yeah. that muscle. You can, you know, I, I feel similarly when it comes to organization and like details, like I'm not a very detailed person. And so I've gotten help in areas where I need, I need to be detailed. And I've also tried to get better at being more detailed and like, we can, we can do that. We can grow. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's definitely like born out of necessity. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I've shined in my life is like, I have to do it. You don't have a choice. So like, I have to do it. But it's been so good because like, I I can now run multiple businesses while being at home with my kids all day, every day, essentially, like, and having the space and time to, like, you know, watch my kids grow up and homeschool them the way that I want to homeschool them and like, be there for soccer games and all the things. Yeah. One of my favorite conversations that we've ever had is one that we had recently when you were sharing just kind of your year end and stuff with me. And the thing that I think is so cool about this year is that you hit so many goals and exceeded so many. And yet you also adopted 11 chickens. And yeah. <laughs> like baked sourdough and did library on Wednesday. And like what we talked about was like you were fully Amanda this year. And you also like opened yeah. a third business. And the coffee shop had major growth. Like it, I get goosebumps thinking about it because you just had such an enormous year on the business side, but your your life didn't suffer. And I yeah. that's what I think we all want, you know? Yeah. Like looking back on everything was so crazy because I was like, oh my gosh, like we did so much this year in business, but also in, in life. Like Hudson started, mm-hmm. my youngest started homeschool too. So now I'm homeschooling two kids rather than one that was last year. And the chickens and the baking and the all the things and like, you know, building a studio like from scratch, like renovating the entire space within four weeks, getting it open and doing that whole thing and then opening up a second location for our coffee shop. Like it's it's insane. But because I have systems put in place and because I already had been outsourcing and I had that set up already, like I was good. I like Mm -hmm. and I'm here and my kids are here and they get me and I don't have to be like, okay, well, mommy's got to edit for eight hours. Sorry. I can't play a game with you or whatever. So. Right. Yeah. And that's how it should be. So a lot of this we've kind of already talked about, but if you could sum it up, what role do you feel that coaching, you know, whether that's being in rebrand or the one-on-one coaching that we've done over the past couple of years, what role has that played in your overall business growth? all of it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so hard to like, because the only comparison I have is the six years that it took me to get. So like, as a, as a comparison, it took me six years to get where I am right now in this business that is almost two years old, which is wild. Like it was six years of really, really hustle, like hard work, gone every weekend doing all the things and I'm already there, which is like, I, that is only attributed to coaching and having you who like went before me to tell me like, Hey, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do that. Like all of the things. And that's, I, that's not even counting the studio stuff. Like that's totally separate, but like, yeah, I do <laughs> all of it. Like I attribute all of it <laughs> to coaching. Having you to bounce ideas off of and bounce pricing structures off of and uh, do I take this client? Do I not take this client? How do I do products? How do I do this? Like all of that stuff is just invaluable. One of my favorite parts about coaching and I've experienced this being coached and now my clients are experiencing it too. And I think you're a huge testament to it this year is like 
the freedom to dream. Like before I started coaching, I didn't know that a photographer could have, I mean, besides the the very few photographers, right, who like have these big, huge businesses and do a lot of education. And like there were, they existed, but they were like, in my opinion, the minority. I didn't realize yeah. that a photographer could have a multi six figure business, could own a studio, could do a podcast, could, you know, and working with a coach has made me say like, well, why not? Like if I want that and if it sounds fun and if I think it would, I'd, I'd be good at it. Like I should try it. And I feel like that was a lot of you this year with the studio and even yeah. with the coffee shop of being like, well, maybe we could, you know, and yeah. having someone being like, yes, yes, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so many times I would box you and be like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, who am I to think that I can open a studio as a single mom, like taking on this massive, like debt and uh, liability of like monthly rent and like all of the things like, is it going to work? And so many times you'd be like, just, just do it. Just do it. Like what? It's fine. <laughs> it's all going to be fine. So like having that, the like support and the encouragement was huge because I, I, there's no way on God's green earth that I would have opened the studio if I had not had your guidance and your like support to do that. Sometimes it's so hard because for, for me, and I think for most coaches when they're working with someone who they've worked with for an extended period of time, like it's so clear to me, like the studio will be a success. That is so clear to me. The numbers make perfect sense. That is so clear to me. It's really hard to maintain that belief when it's you and you're the one in it and you're, yeah. oh my God, business is so emotional and it's personal. And it's very easy for that belief to kind of lag because you're dealing with all the, the details of it. And so to right. have someone who can very clearly see the path, even when you can't, is invaluable. Yeah. I feel like I'm like the microscopic view, like right in front of me and you're the pulled back view. And so you're like, yeah, like you're good. Think about this and this mm -hmm. and this and this. And look at this that you have laid out in front of you. Like everything's fine. And I'm like, but this one thing, I don't know how to this. Get, should I get a Chemex or a Keurig? <laughs> like, how do I, what do I focus on? That was a big like, decision. I mean, to be fair, it was a big decision. But like, that's such a good example of the, like, I'm the micro, I'm totally. zoned in on the microscope and you're pulled back and you're like, it's going to be fine. Whatever coffee mm -hmm. machine you get, it's going to be fine. <laughs> One of the things that um, I, I, so the ironic part I think about business is that like, I've talked before about how I'm working with a coach and obviously Amanda is working with me as her coach and my coach has a coach like they're having that support, needing that support doesn't really ever stop, I don't think, personally. And one of the things that I was struggling with this year was my own version of should I get a Chemex or get a Keurig? <laughs> kind of making, <laughs> making a problem out of something that wasn't. And I had done it for so long. And my coach was just like sick of my bullshit, I think. And she was like, Maddie, this isn't a problem. You're making it a problem. It's not a problem this is the actual problem. And right. it was like, it blew my mind. I was like, that's exactly what I needed. No one else would talk straight to me like that to be like, right. this is not a problem. Right. Yes. Like, but I mean, and that's like, I've worked with you for so long too, that it, it's like, Ben could say that to me. And I'd be like, it is a problem. It is. And you're, if you said that to me, I'd be like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> It's like the yeah, outside it, it is funny. God bless husbands and fiancés <laughs> and all that they deal with with their business owner <laughs> partners. 
Okay. So if someone is listening and they're considering following in your footsteps and they want to join Rebrand or they're thinking about joining Rebrand, thinking about maybe wanting to be a brand photographer, need a little bit of help, what's one thing that you want them to know? Do it. (laughs) So, I mean, we talked a lot about like why coaching has been important to me and why, like how it's helped me and all the things. But like one of the things also that I love about Rebrand is the community aspect of everything that you're doing. Like I have created one of the greatest friendships of my life come like has come from your coaching. Like she's flying to Texas and I'm flying to (laughs) South Dakota. Like we're doing all the things and we're vacationing together. And like it's a support system of women who are going through the same things that you're going through in entrepreneurship and in brand photography and all of this stuff. and And that's like a big aspect of it. But yeah, I if somebody's on the fence, I just just do it. Just <laughs> don't don't wait. Do it now. No, it's it has been the greatest part of my business and the only reason that I have been able to succeed in my multiple businesses is because of coaching. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. I have things to say because while I think coaching is wonderful and I'm so excited about the things that we've done over the past couple of years, I also feel very confident that you would have had success regardless. And maybe that is a weird thing to say on a podcast episode like this, but you're doing you're doing incredible, incredible things. It's been an absolute honor to work with you. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.